There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's time. Fucking Santa Espinosa, welcome to the goddamn Pantelis podcast, quarantine edition. Uh, you, I'm surprised. I thought you were gonna get stuck because you're in Montreal, right? Yeah. Well, I'm in I'm in Naperville. I don't even know what the I'm fuck. Not, I'm I'm not even Napierville. That's like far from. Not, it's not really far from Montreal. It's like 45 minutes. So um, because on the way back yeah. to New York, or were you planning on spending quarantine here? So this is what happened. It, it was everything happened so fast. Like it's crazy how it was just like. I mean, I don't even know how to explain it, but. Two weeks ago, I had a bunch of I had a bunch of shows lined up, and you know I was I was excited. My wife was coming to Montreal because she's taking classes at Concordia, so she's like, "Okay, I'm going Thursday." And like this whole COVID nineteen thing was going on, and she's like, "I wonder if I'm gonna have any trouble at the border." Yeah. And I'm like, I, "You should be fine." And then so she 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 flew on Thursday. I'll give you the actual date so that we we have a timeline here. She flew on Thursday the twelfth. And it was no big deal. You know, she flew with her Canada, no big deal. She landed and then she started texting me throughout the day, like, oh my God, this is crazy. This is crazy. Things are getting really bad. And I was like, okay, well, let's see what happens. I have shows, like I have It Matters uh, next week. I have the the show with the hilarious Colombian Americans at Caroline's. I haven't heard back from the club. So I think I'm, you know, everything's going fine. And she's like, no, you don't understand. Like I've been talking to my mom and I've been talking to people. And they may actually close. Uh, and she was she was speculating at this at this point. She, was, she may actually they may actually close the border. And I'm like, that's not that's not gonna happen. That's crazy. So on Thursday, I just I just got so many text messages from from her and like other friends. Just like, hey, dude, you think that we need to cancel our shows because this is you know I hear people you know going out of New York like it was like this like daily flow of information that i was like what is going on mm-hmm. so thursday uh we had a conference call like it was my wife her mom um i think it might have been her brother too and they were like every, it was kind of like an in, like an intervention with me they were like uh listen you're in new york uh things are getting pretty bad pretty fast uh you should consider uh driving up to montreal on uh tomorrow or saturday and i was like okay well I understand you guys are concerned, but I still have a show and I still haven't heard back from the clubs. I can't just go to Montreal. So they're like, okay, well, we're pretty, pretty certain those shows are going to get canceled. And I was like, I don't know. So we had kind of a, it was like a a debate between, you know, what they thought and what I thought. And then uh, Friday, everything got canceled Friday. Everything, it was just email after email being like, we're canceling the show, we're canceling the show, we're canceling the show. And I was like, okay, well, I guess that's my, that's my cue. I'm going to, to, to Canada, but we don't have a, we used to have a place in Montreal uh, and we don't have a place anymore. We have the place in New York. So I drove 
um, and I came here expecting to be here for two weeks. You know, I was like, well, I'll be here for like whatever. So I brought just one bag. I I drove with the cats, and you know, I came here, and um, and then over the weekend, it, it just it got even crazier. You know, New York started to get more cases and more things, and oh, New York is gonna get fucked. It's so densely populated. I can't see them surviving this properly. I think they're they're still going to eat it. Yeah. And the problem is, dude, when I was there that week, people were taking the subway, no problem. Like it was packed. Like the seven train was packed at all times. If, if one person had the coronavirus, everybody on the subway had the coronavirus. Yeah. I think that's what they were saying. Like even in uh, England now. Oh yeah. London is also fucked. Yeah, people. You saw. I don't know if you saw the videos of people in the tube, the the subway, just stuck. Yeah. On each other. All the mayor did was he reduced the number of trains. Yeah. So that doesn't help because he's like, if I reduce the number, less people will go. But the same amount of people are going, just that there's less room for them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that what what ended up like this is so like. The problem is so basic. Like, is what it really is is a health crisis. Like, you know, China started having this, like, you know, kind of like uh, panic attack of like, oh shit, people are dying because of this new thing that we don't know what it is. And China, you know, they're a communist country, and they when they say we're going to do this, they do it, right? So they were like, okay, we're going to close the economy for two months. No one comes out. No one comes in. Fuck it. We're just we don't care. We just want to make sure that no one dies. China closed the. Um, no one really was paying attention to this. Like, if you if you if you were reading the headlines from New, the New York Times and like the newspapers here in the, in the West, people were like, "Oh, China has a, a coronavirus problem, but you know, it's 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 gonna be fine." China was like on top of that stuff, and they pretty much like the policymakers kind of just said, "Listen, nobody comes out." And the China, like the Chinese economy, uh, the data was horrific in February, like uh, like industrial production, all those things were like really messed up. And then everybody in New York was like, okay, well, that's China. It's not going to happen here. Then Italy got it. And then they told Italians, like, you know, Chinese and South Korea was actually also doing the same thing as China. They told Italy being like, hey, you guys got a cruise ship that has x amount of people with this and you gotta you know self-quarantine and you don't don't go out like they they were giving them the step-by-step of how to um overcome it and italian the italians were like bro we don't we don't care it doesn't matter it's just a flu and 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 everybody got it it was just the contagion was brutal fuck and so so italy has the thing about italy too is that italy has the demographics in Italy are there are a lot of older people, over yeah. fifty, over sixty. So the oldest population on the planet, right? Yeah. So everybody was just oblivious to the reality of, of the virus, and the more older people get it, the more the death rate is going to go up, right? It's just you know it is what it is. You know, it's a virus that if you're over a certain age or if you have a weak immune system, it actually it's you know the death rate is you know i don't i don't know the percentage but it's, it's it seems to be pretty high so italy got fucked then the italy gave it to france and spain so sugar sammy i did caroline's with sammy and massimo like three weeks ago and we were talking we were joking about it and then sammy had to go back to france and sammy was on his twitter like i i you know he also told me afterwards they started 
canceling the meetups that he after his show after he headlines the show he he normally meets with the fans and he yeah. you know signs autographs or whatever he said like because he got so aggressive by that week in france they canceled every the meetings after the show like the meetups they're they like yeah we're not doing that because this is getting crazy then france was pretty much italy and then but the french people were like oh look at you know this is pretty serious so they shut down all the businesses they shut down all non-essential um you know businesses and and then spain followed after that so what does you're- it have to do with santi espinoza bro this is about you this is not about the coronavirus we all know <laughs> recap of the goddamn corona spread what i want is i want to know what santi espinosa is up to right now bro plan? What are you, you're stuck um that's 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 why i'm i'm like i'm becoming like a conspiracy theorist now like that's that's all i do i read fake virus I'm, it's still thing yeah it, 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 I, I, what's going on with me man is the thing is that right now i'm so confused because my life shifted in a matter of two weeks everything everything in my life shifted because I I've been in New York for seven years. I've been doing standup consistently in New York for like getting spots every night, like doing two, three spots for two years where I'm like always out, always doing comedy. And, and that changed overnight. Like that's gone. My life is gone. Different now. I, I know mine too. I, it's fucking weird, but do you think, you think we're going to bounce back from this? Everything's going to go back to normal? I feel like it's never going to go back to regular normal for a while. Uh, unfortunately, I, I'm, I, I agree with you, man. Like, I think that this is going to take a while. Even if we, in like a couple months from now, we, we get a handle on the, uh, whatever they're saying, like flattening the curve, like they're, they're, the death rate goes down. And even if we bounce back uh, economically and, 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 we, and we help the the dead people just slowing down the rate of the of people dying even if we do that i think psychologically this is going to have a, a massive effect on 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 concerts and comedy like a lot of people feel that that they're not safe if they're in a space with over 20 people yeah that's going to take a, i mean who are those 20 people so <laughs> that's that's a big question right because there's a lot of people now that don't feel uh safe when there's 20 people around them, if they have a certain ethnicity, or you can't, <laughs> that's how people are. People are scared of nonsense. Uh, but no, yeah. I was thinking about that. Just my dates, even I have like a uh, May, I'm like, even May is going to get canceled because even if they lift this ban by then, which I don't think they will, but let's say they do, people aren't going to feel good going out yet. Yeah. I think that it's going to be, it's going to be a, a year before we even get back to uh, a um, sense of normality and, and that's being like i mean we we can go back to doing shows and doing stand-up in like three four months from now but i think that it's not going to be the same it's just going to be weird because it's going to be less people um and and even if we get back to it it, 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 it everybody's going to be thinking of like oh maybe this person has a coronavirus like it, it, it's hard to predict what's going to happen but i think that live events have been they're the most, they're the biggest co- uh, casualty of this. Live events. Yeah. yeah. Like, con- like all the people that go on tour, like all those people that make their living doing that, like road comics are fucked. 
I think of I've no, I know people that that they pay their rent and everything doing stand up on the road. They won't be able to do that for the next year. I mean, you you, uh, you have a double bad right now because not only are you losing gigs, but you're not even at home. You're stuck in another city. You're stuck at your in laws. It's it's at least I get to be home. Yeah, that's and that's to me that's been the biggest. Dude, I was so depressed on Sunday because. I mean, I love my in-laws. They're really, they're amazing people. I love being with my wife. It's, 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 you know, it's not like in the big scheme of things, I'm, I'm actually very fortunate, but I'm so out of my element. Like I'm in the country. I'm in a place where I, I don't have proper internet. Like it might, the speed of the, you know, like we have okay internet for Naperville, but, but, and you know, everybody, when everybody's at home, they're all using it. So if I'm doing something, I'm shorthanded and it's not the same. And I can't really, like every, you have to have a car. So you have to drive all the time and, you know, driving is also another pain in the ass. And what so it's- you brought your cats with you, you said? And I have the cats with, it's a big home. So the cats are actually super happy. That's, that's like, they're actually catching mice. They're actually having a really good time. How many are they? They're, we have two cats. Okay, and they're they've actually one of them's already killed one mouse, and the other one uh, got one mouse last night. Woke me up at five, brought it to the bed, being like, "Look at this! It's a you know, it's a mouse." And I was like, "What?" And it was live. It was moving, so I was like, "What the like? That's the kind of life I'm living right now." <laughs> Waking up at five by a cat with a, a almost like half dead. At least the cats are getting to work. <laughs> yeah, the, the cats are the biggest. You know, they're, they're, they're the ones having a blast right now. I'm, I'm very confused, dude. I really, not being home and not knowing when I'm going to be able to go back to New York, it really makes me anxious. Fuck, it must. What about the borders? What's the deal now? The, the borders still closed for non-essential travel, right? Yeah, so I, in, in theory, we could go back because we, you know, we have green cards. So we could go back um, whenever because our home is in, in New York. Yeah. but but no one like i've I've spoken to many people even like um sammy like we were on the podcast a couple nights ago which by the way we started a podcast it's sammy sid and ali we started doing this quarantine podcast we we're podcast, just yeah, yeah i liked it yeah so i was kind of like saying like on the podcast i was like what if i drove to new york tomorrow like what would be the worst case it would stop you at the border and sammy was like even if you get through it's not worth it going to New York right now. Like you have, you're gonna have to let this be for at least two months. I like, see. Here's the thing. I don't know what's true and what's not. Because you see how you said you're worried about becoming a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. So um, I'm trying. I mean, look, there's conspiracies. I'll, I'll tell you. This is a real virus. That's not a conspiracy. This is all real. No. However, the conspiracy that I think is happening is that the governments are gonna take advantage of this crisis to push shit that they would never be allowed to push. Like Trudeau, I don't know if they passed it this morning, but he's trying to pass a bill that will basically give him an uh, ultimate power to spend and tax. As oh, yeah. It, which is scary, because already these guys don't know how to fucking spend money. <laughs> They're just like, this is, this is, the, this is the liberal party. Yeah, this and then because this guy doesn't have, he's not a strong leader, doesn't have the balls to tell Ch the Chinese government, you guys fucked us. Yeah, no. money. He doesn't have the balls. So we're going to eat it. And so that's my conspiracy is, is the fact that they're going to use it. Now, in terms of 
the severity. I don't even know anymore because, you know, I'm nervous about it. I'm trying to take care as much as I can. But then I hear friends of mine who are in New York right now and it's like nothing's happening. They're living their regular lives. Yeah. And if you, but if you look at reports, you, they'd make you think that New York is, is a raccoon city. I agree with you. I don't, this is where like I've had a lot of arguments with, with our, with my in-laws and my wife is that they, they consume a lot of liberal media, right? And they consume a lot of the CNN and all those headlines. And they're not entirely wrong. Like in terms of like the cases, that's all data that you can go and check. And it's, it's, it's true. It's how you actually take the data and you apply it to to actionable like that like actual cases like like i i agree with you like it's not a conspiracy theory to to, to know that governments are 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 doing crazy things that they wouldn't normally do uh under normal circumstances meaning if like the u.s passed today a two trillion uh fiscal stimulus package yeah. two trillion like that is a lot of money that for granted they need it because there's people losing their jobs but that doesn't really solve the problem the problem is it's a it's a health crisis they just need to stop what they're doing for a month or two like china did and then go back to normal a trillion dollars for spending it really is not going to change anything you have to do other things but the point is like governments are definitely passing bills and things that normally they wouldn't like you know, they're like, okay, well, this is just more money to spend. Yeah. Um, Especially here. Yeah. And, and I think that the, the, the media also, because CNN and, and like all the news outlets, they just want to, they want to talk about whatever's topical, whatever creates headlines or whatever creates traffic. Trump is no longer that. Yeah. Kobe Bryant is, it's, it's no longer that it's, it's, it's COVID-19. Yeah. So oh, they'll do. Yeah. Yeah, they'll do whatever it takes to get people clicking and tuning in and like, oh my God, more people dead. Like, they love that. They love the idea of scaring people. The truth is that they don't really talk about the um, the data in terms of, like, if you take all the, the, the timeline of the COVID-19, they, they should be more objective in the, in the way that they're showing it to people. Like, oh, look at this for success cases. You know, there's there's cases where things have actually... The recovery rate in China and South Korea, it's nearly 95%. 95% of people have recovered. I trust South Korea. I don't even trust uh, the numbers from China. I don't trust any China. China. Yeah, put a China on like on the on a different, because they were definitely, they gave the virus and then they created TikTok and then they're like, you know, you guys figure it out. Um, <laughs> so South Korea, though, is, it's, it's a legitimate source of, um, of data because it's not that big of a country and they're like, you know, they're almost a developed economy so south korea is actually they they did what they had to do which was like stop activity get people home and and, yeah and then the the daily cases are almost non-existent in 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 south korea like no there's no new daily cases of coronavirus but you also have to remember that here let's say for three weeks we're going complete lockdown okay yeah in those cases the second the borders open and planes start coming in we're fucked again because yeah you start getting it again. We're big countries, Canada, the U.S. We get everyone in here. So the second the borders are open, then you're going to get flights from China, from the U.K., from all around Europe, uh, and then you're just going to start it all over again. So I can understand us closing off for two, three weeks, but then we'd have to keep the borders closed while we live our normal lives. It's true, man, and that's the next. That's the next phase. You're right, because the moment that you open the borders again to China, 
or to whatever. It doesn't have to be China, but any country that came. I mean, even the U.S. Italy. Well, New York has, uh, dude, New York City has 15,000 cases. That's like 10 times the, the cases that we have in Canada. Fuck. Just New York City. New York State has like 25,000. New York, New York City has 6% of all the active cases of coronavirus in the globe. That's like that. when you think about it. That's crazy. And, 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 you know, I hear the same thing from people like all my friends are in New York and I talk to them and I text, Hey, how you, how you guys doing? What's going on? I was like, dude, everybody's at home. It's pretty crazy. But to be honest, no one, we don't really see anyone dying. Right. So it's kind of like, they're telling you to be home, but they don't really, so they're, they're kind of like figuring out like what's true and what's not true. And the, the, the truth of the matter is we're doing this not because if you get it or I get it, we're not going to die from it. Yeah. That's what I hear. So it's not really you and I. You're, we're not the problem. We're not in that risk zone that people talk about. Like we're in, you know, we're young, young people. We're, you know, we live normal lives. And it's, it's, it's people that are older than 60 or people that have had cancer or compromised immune systems. Like those are the people that if they get it, they won't be able to fight it. I mean, I went this morning to uh, pass by the studio so I could pick up an extra camera. Like I said, I had to downgrade so that I could reduce the lag. And my buddy Harry was there. He's a day trader. He works for himself. He just trades, you know, and these past couple of weeks have been a nightmare. Yeah. And uh, I asked him, you know, what do you think right now we're talking? He told me something that I thought of too. He's like, I think I got it. Like, I think he had, <laughs> before this whole thing happened, he got really sick, like a bad flu. Yeah. And uh, it took him a while to recover. And he's a, he's a strong guy. He, he does uh, like mixed martial arts and he takes care of himself. And um, so it took him a while to get back. But then he got back. It was like a crazy flu that he's never experienced before. And he's like, I don't know. In all honesty, he's like, because what I felt, what I had, I'd never had that before in my life. He goes, and it was the roughest. And then as soon as he was healing, that's when all this shit started to happen. And he oh, got yeah. back into the, yeah, he got back into the game as soon as it was announced. So I felt like he had early. I know another woman that lives on my mom's street who I'm 100% sure had coronavirus and nobody knew. End of January, because she was flying back from Greece in, in a plane filled with uh, uh, people from China. Oh, okay. yeah, she has it. And she got back and, and said that she thought she was going to die. She had like the worst flu ever for over a month. And then she gave it to her husband. This guy started having uh, breathing problems and the hospital wouldn't take him. It was crazy shit. And all this happened weeks or a month over uh, when it was announced. So I guess people here just didn't know what it was. So you'd go, you'd have respiratory problems. They'd be like, oh, you probably have pneumonia. You have the flu with your head. And doctors yeah. weren't aware yet that, oh shit, it's COVID-19. So I think a lot of people had it here without us knowing. And yeah. then now we were adding the fear to it. Yes, I agree with that. That's what I think is going on. There's, there's two things going on. Is actual, the actual spread of the virus and the fear that we, that we don't know how to fight back. Like, how do you fight like how do you because because like you and i could be like listen there's a lot of fear going on we can we still need to do our jobs we still need to do what we got to do to survive you know to survive and you know if you get it just take care of yourself and go to a hospital like that's what's going to end up happening at the end of the day right like we're not going to be in lockdown until this is gone because it's not going to be gone forever so the so the so the way that it was explained to me for yeah the way Gonna, yeah. it's like a yearly thing. Yes, yes, exactly. It's going to play in waves. So the way that it was explained to me is that the problem is that we're not going to, we're, we're going to have it in, in, in waves of things. 
but what the governments and this is where everybody got panicked was when they were like oh shit we're gonna have like a million dead people in the in the world like a million people are gonna die like the like the spanish flu in the whatever early in the in the century yeah. like the, the spanish flu killed like five percent of the total population at the time yeah but none the, of those people knew how to use the internet <laughs> so, so the difference today is that we're so interconnected that whatever happens in italy we know whatever happens in portugal we know and and now everybody's been like oh shit, yeah if you don't want your boomers to die if you don't want the older people to die you need to quarantine and really be careful and you know and, and that's what we're doing and that's where everybody's trying to figure out like what's what's the next step and that's why like people like trump trump's a freaking idiot but what he's trying to do because he's panicking about the economy so he's saying like well let's go back to normal as soon as we can yeah. right which is not a it's not a crazy thought if you really like trying to like trying to figure out like how do you go back to normal life but it's like you either go all the way to fixing the problem or you don't and then you just kill people i don't i i can't see how being in charge of 350 million people how that's a real thing and also how do you expect him or anyone to be able to enforce all it's 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 not going to happen the way we wish it's going to happen what i was wondering more is like for everyone in different fields right they have to kind of adapt you as a comic i mean yeah. you already look you were already podcasting before this but just the fact that you started the quarantine podcast with sammy and uh ali and uh i think sid's on that too yeah yeah um, there's some adaptation right there you're adapting i mean you have to stay relevant you don't want people to forget you because it's gonna take us a while to get back to normality yeah what do you, what do you think in your, you know you don't have to be right or wrong in this but just in your eyes what do you think is going to happen for comedians because i i feel like a lot of a lot of mediocre or shitty comedians <laughs> die out yeah yeah i, yeah, I i'm with you i think and i don't mean physically i like actually die i just mean there's no way they're gonna they're gonna live this they can't live through this yeah no I'm, i dude i agree with you so much um i think that shitty or below average comics or people that just started comedy fucked it, it, they're not gonna get any you know they're not gonna get the 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 i guess what you and i had which is like practice your jokes know what a what a really funny joke it's like like well, well you know they're, they're not going to experience the steps of becoming a stand-up comic they may go on tiktok and get like millions of views on some random you know video of them like in the shower with a dog like you know what i mean like they may but that'll never be stand-up that'll never be that'll never be what we love to do so i think that what's going like everybody dude everybody when when this started happening every comic in new york was like hey man um so like you do you think i should get on tiktok do you think i should i should start a podcast you know everything you got to stay relevant at this point exactly so everyone i knew was like just being like hey man like i'm i'm you know follow me on tiktok i'll follow you back and so there's all then this trend started to happen of um comics bad and good comics going on social media and this is what what unfortunately i i it kind of makes me very sad is that the good stand-up comics may actually be like because they're not as savvy on social media might start they're, losing their place yeah maybe in the next year or so they're, they're they may become 
rusty and a little irrelevant in terms of the consumption of comedy. Like no one's going to go to the comedy cellar for the next whatever, six to 12 months. So even like that's Mark Norman, who I'm friends with, he, he started a web series. He's going to New York, just like interviewing people. Like he's never done that before, but he's trying to stay relevant. Yeah. And not everybody's going to be able to do that. Like I know plenty of comics in New York that are super funny, but they don't have the numbers on social media to, to, to stay relevant, to make a living, you know? I'm lucky because of podcasting. Dude, you're you're you actually. If you think about it, you were the most protected of all comics in Montreal. You think? In in Canada, because you have you have a you have a you have a you have a podcast dynasty, man. You have like three different pod or four different podcasts. You have a huge uh, fan base. You work with Mike. You know, you're 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 a set in terms of in terms of comedy right now. Like you have a setup that that you know, like i i you know i i'm i'm concerned about my my what i'm going to be in comedy because you know i i started this podcast and i have another podcast but i'm not really making money on podcasts like yeah. i'm not really i'm not getting those views on 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 youtube i don't have a million people on 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 instagram or or youtube so you know i, I don't know like it's going to be tough it's going to be tough for a lot of people. I actually, while you mentioned that, I'm not going to do it now. I'll cut it up later, but <laughs> I got to read new ads for this show. Uh, <laughs> Gambling's away. Online casinos are a thing. So I'll, I'll do it separately and I'll just splice it in. You think I didn't notice that there's no NBA? There's no NHL? No soccer internationally or Champions League? I noticed. You know who else noticed? The people over at my bookie. Yeah, they noticed and they say, if you need to stay sane and entertained, they want to remind you that they have an online casino. The good people over at my book have your favorite games like blackjack, roulette, slots, war, and even more. It doesn't matter whether you're out on the front lines right now or if you're quarantined at home. The fun doesn't have to come to an end if you head over to mybookie.ag. If video poker is not really your thing, they have a 24-hour live casino with real dealers, professional dealers at their tables, and they're live on the site. And if your favorite squad is sidelined in the NBA, They've partnered up with giant esports affiliates, all right? And they're streaming NBA 2K20 games that you could bet on. Even politics, political bets. You a MAGA guy? You a whatever the hell Joe Biden is guy? You could bet on all of their antics right now over at mybookie.ag. Go to mybookie.ag, use promo code PANTELIS for a 150% bonus on your first casino deposit. That's promo code PANTELUS to receive 150% cash bonus on your first deposit. And you can claim those extra funds up to $750. Promo code PANTELUS to activate the offer. That's promo code PANTELUS, mybookie.ag. You spin, you win, you get paid. So you see how people pivot. So these guys, they they did sports booking. And yeah. now there's no fucking sports. So they're they're... They're gonna do well, basically online like casino, but also on simulated video games. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. So everyone's adapting to this new fucking reality that we live in. It's so strange. It's very strange, but it also highlights how humans are so we adapt in in as a matter like in weeks. You know, we 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 kind of like we're like the first because the way that I see it is like the first couple of days so that for you're in shock you don't know what, what to do and then the next the next days or the next weeks you're 
you, you know, you're, you're kind of like, okay, either I kill myself or, or I start reinventing and becoming creative. Right. And, and, and the people that transition into being creative and having, you know, the skill set to, to, to move on are the people that will be able to, to, to weather the, the COVID-19 hit way better than 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 the people that are just like all those comics that were just like oh it's just stand up and that's just i'm only doing stand-up comedy i only perform in front of you know a live audience yeah social media is a fad yeah all those people that were you know and there's nothing wrong with thinking like that but all those people that didn't believe in youtube and, and twitter and instagram they're gonna have a they're gonna go they're gonna have to find a job at uber eats Fuck. as soon as possible in order to actually make rent or file for like a million Canadians filed for unemployment. Like that's a lot of people in Canada that like this week where like, I, I got like a tweet from someone being like, look at that. The unemployment rate in Canada is going to go to 20%. Fuck. Yeah. Because it's crazy is even like for me, cause I was calculating like I, this month was supposed to be a very good month for me in terms of shows and money. Mm-hmm. And I got fucked, you know? So yeah. Shit, what do, what do we do as comics? And some, co- I think it depends on how you're registered. I'm a, like an independent worker, like a CEO of my own company. Type yeah. of thing. So I, right now I'm not entitled, but I think next month the government says that even if you own your own company, you're allowed to claim something from, you know, the fact that you lost work because of this. Yeah. You know what me? I'm even thinking of not doing it. It's because that money is going to come from our taxes. Yes. I don't feel like we should be paying for it when I feel like the right move would be for the government to ask the government of China. Do you know what I mean? To to, be, yeah. 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 Because well, normally that's what you do, right? Damages, reparations, you do this. Yeah. Kind of, we know that they fucked it up. We know they silenced whistleblowers. We know that the reason why it got so big is because of their incompetence. Yeah. So they should be paying for a lot, but no one has the balls because they control so much manufacturing. No one has. Dude, the, the problem is this is so political, right? Like I think China, is it's such a such a messed up system like the country itself is just it's just so so anti everything we believe in right like and and i don't like there's good and bad people in china for sure but politically you can't we are in such a globalized world now that if you make a statement like that like hey china you have to pay for this then 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 it's such a you know like they're going to be like, well, it wasn't our fault. It's a globalized world. Who, 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 you know, who's to say that this wasn't your people coming in here and, you know, buying, you know, the ex- ex- exquisite, exquisite, um, uh, you know, tiger food. And this is actually might've been, yeah, it was in China, but there's no real, like, cause the, the, I read, I read somewhere that the, this whole virus started because of uh, those wet markets in China. Like they have a, yeah. And, and they, um, and they, there's the menus don't make any sense. Like they're, they're killing like tigers and they're killing like ex- exotic animals yeah. for the 1% of people in China, like people that have all the yeah. money. Yeah. I heard that and, I a documentary on YouTube about it. Yeah. So, 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 so this isn't even, this is not even like the regular Chinese folk. No, that's you know? why I'm saying, cause I got mad at people who were beating up Chinese people. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you doing beating up a random Chinese guy? Like they have nothing to do. It's, this isn't a virus that comes out of a person. That's not what we're arguing. We're arguing the fact that the virus happened and the government said, oh, this is going to look bad. So let's just get people to shut the fuck up. And then it spread where a real government would be like, Whoa, whoa, whoa what's going on here? 
Let's yeah. stop this right now before it spreads. That's what bothers me. Not the fi- it's not the people's fucking fault. Exactly. And is 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 China politically? It's it's so complicated and so messed up. The data. I wouldn't which, be like fucking Canadians. I'd be like, yo, the government had a chance and they silenced people. What could happen? Exactly. And, and, and this is one of the cases where you would almost want every government, like the whole G7, you know, Canada, the U.S., Italy, and everywhere, like everyone meeting and saying, let's just talk to China, man, because this is this was not this was not our fault. Let's just all get together and have a conference and be like, hey, dude, if you if you're making everybody pay for the consequences of your stupidity, let's just close all the markets that are likely to do this. Like, there's got to be some actual consequences. Yeah, but China, that's the problem with the communist regime. They don't care. They're going to be like, fuck you, Canada. <laughs> what is your fucking fruity leader going to do? Get out of here. It's so, so true. And you need a strong leader, but you need a strong leader that's also not a dummy. Because now it feels like there's no real leaders left. Yeah. It's a cartoon, you know, or someone who's just really, really soft and just going through the motions to get paid. Exactly. It's, it's, you, right now we're not in a... I don't know. So we're, it's a very strange time because you, you want your leaders to be assertive and to say, Hey, let's just target the problem. The problem wasn't here. The problem was, you know, there's something broken in the system that allowed this to go into all this, all these different countries. Um, we don't have that right now. And I don't think we'll probably get it anytime soon, but the thing that was like, think of China as the, the economy that made so much money in the 2000s, like, you know, 2000, whatever, when they were going through the entire industrial, like they were manufacturing everything, everything was made in China, right? And, and they made so much money, they had so much cash, that what they started doing is buying real estate in New York, in Ontario, in well, Toronto, in Vancouver, like most of the, like, Canada has so many Chinese investors in their housing market. And New York is the same thing. They, they collapse it. Yeah. So, so they don't want to be like, hey, China, fuck you, because then they take their money out of the housing market. Yeah. We're also, you know what I mean? Like, there are so many layers to this. There are so many political ties to this. Thing. I, I see it as, and this is something I used to think was ridiculous, but I finally started seeing, because of all this, why it's beneficial to build shit in your own country. And I was looking at the arguments, right? Everyone's argument used to be, well, if you think paying $1,000 for a phone is bad now, if we build it here, you'd end up paying 5000 right? But then I realized that that's not true. The only reason why that's even a theory is just because of the way we calculate success. Because in reality, the phone that's sold to you for $1,000, let us say, it didn't cost $980 from manufacturing to your hand, right? It cost yeah. 12 bucks maybe 30 at some time, then they'll pay the people 10 cents. So you're saying that the extra 60 bucks that you'd pay a person here, like the amount of hours they'd work on, let's say, or a couple yeah. of bucks. No, the difference is the profit margin. It's because they still want to have that huge profit margin, right? Of a couple of thousand percent. So yeah. really, you still sell it at a thousand, but this time, instead of you making $900 off a phone, maybe you'll make 700. Yeah. You're still making money, but the way it's calculated here is if you make $9 million this year, and, and the next year you make $8 million, your shareholders see that as a fail. Yeah, yeah, because the profit should always be going up, yeah. Exactly, that's the problem. I think the way we're calculating it is causing a lot of this. That's why people are always trying to make it on the cheap. When in reality, you could still make, goddamn, if, if you tell me, look, you're going to make $400,000 this year. Next year, you're only going to make 200000 
I'm like, yeah, six hundred thousand dollars in two years is how I would see it. They're like, yeah, that's a great profit. Yeah. But the way they make companies react now, and the way shareholders are like, no, that's a fail. There's a problem here. So yeah. they're always looking to just you know squeeze as much as they can, and that's where we get fucked. Because in reality, I do believe that they should bring manufacturing back. Just that we have to work on how the system works. Well, the thing is, and I, yeah, the the protectionist, uh, I guess protectionist theory is is actually for today makes way more sense than it ever did, right? Because if you if you manufacture things domestically, yeah, you'll pay more. Yes, it'll be more expensive to make because wages are higher here because the cost of living in in Canada and the United States is higher. So you you have to pay people higher wages so that puts up, you know, puts up the price of whatever you're selling. But, but if you have the, the, you know, if you have the, the autonomy to, to just do things domestically. So if you close the borders or if you limit exports and imports, then something like a health crisis, it's not that big of a deal because you're domestically sufficient and you don't have to rely on demand on, on supply from China or supply from, from Germany. So those things make sense. The problem is that it would have to take many steps backwards in order to achieve that again, because think about like building. The, these yeah. Because what we've done over the past 20 years is we have made it so that the economy is global. Yeah. And, and because capitalism it's the main driver of, of companies, you know, like Amazon is, it's, it's Amazon because of capitalism. Apple is Apple because of capitalism. And it's good because I, I do agree that capitalism is good. It's a good thing for, to get things, to, 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 to be able to have an iPad, to be able to have an iPhone. Like you need to compete. There's a, there's a competition that in order to make things better, you have to have someone that's like, like how do you become a better comic? Because someone's writing better jokes than you. So you have to compete. You have to kill to, him. You have to kill him. <laughs> you, can, you can also murder them. Um, so I don't, it's like, it, there, there are so many, there's so, it's so complicated because, I think that just a little bit of protectionism is good. Not a lot. Yeah, I'm think, with you. I think that a little bit of like, hey, if you see the economy of a province being murdered by by an outlier, like a you know something that's coming from you know Mexico or China, you should have policies internally to protect that industry. And I think that that's what many politicians have failed to do, which is. I mean, Trump. Trump got a lot of traction in the in Middle America in in 2016 because he was talking to these people that were forgotten by 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 everybody, right? Like people that have lost jobs making cars and doing all those things. So Trump is. I didn't different. realize then what I realize now. Like yeah. then it just felt to me like, all right, he's just trying to preach to the choir, and of course they're going to agree with that. And then now when I see it, I go, what is <laughs> not not that he's a he's smart or anything, just that there is something to be said about look, man, the more you you give that power of manufacturing away to someone else. Yeah. Or you leave yourself open to a situation. Not it's, just the one here, but did you see with the masks? I think it was an American company that uh, has a, they manufacture those masks in China. So they were getting a huge shipment in because doctors in North America were going to need them. And yeah. the Chinese stopped them and said, no, 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 they stay here now because we need them. Even though it's not their company, they go, no, this yeah. was built here in China. These are ours now. We need them. We have a crisis. So yeah. that's scary when you think about because technically you are manufacturing them, right? It's your company, but not yeah. really. You build them somewhere else. If they decide to close it and keep it, that's what happened. So yeah. that on a grander scale was something even more important. Uh, medication. You know, a lot of medication is made in China. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Manufactured there. 
So things like that is kind of scary. And it's all to get things cheaper, not because they can't get done here, but just to keep the profit margin high. It's not, it's not even to make profit. I, I could understand if, look, there's no way we can make profits. All right. Yeah. But, uh, but it's not the case. It's because we, we got to keep our profits sky high. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, like, and that's that? where, yeah. And that's where we, that's where we, as, as humans, that's where we, that's where we just run into problems. And that's where we have, we have something like the coronavirus, right? Because the coronavirus is just a series of mistakes. It's just one mistake after another mistake. One bad like, soup. We're always one bad soup away from the <laughs> downfall. Yeah, literally, that's what it is. Um, and it's it's like, like you remember, like in two thousand eight, when we had the financial crisis, like the banking problem in the U.S., and that like trickled down to everything. Like it started with mortgages, and then that looked into the banks and then the, from the banks went to I remember so they that, yeah <laughs> yeah so so the that opened up a kind of worms that we never talked about before because it was the first time ever in the history of the of the modern economy that a problem in, in the United States could affect everybody yeah because everybody had loans and everybody had assets in US banks so the people in Canada are like, oh shit, I have a bunch of a bunch of assets in the U.S. What does it mean for me? Swiss investors were like, oh my god, you know. So it was it was the first time ever in history where you have a domestic problem in the United States affecting everybody. The difference is that it wasn't a health crisis, so you can you can stop it with money. Mm-hmm. So the Federal Reserve came in and said, oh, we just print more money, right? <laughs> yeah it's like oh this is easy guys why why, let's go for lunch at three like we can just print more money brilliant print more money it was it was it was the easiest thing to do there's yeah so the difference with this is that it's it's a problem in china that got exported to everybody but the problem is that you can't really solve things like this with money well, yeah, in theory, you could. You could build up hospitals, but that takes years. Yeah, unless you're Chinese. You saw how fast they built those hospitals. <laughs> God, damn. They even had that loaded. It's, yeah, they have a lot more people. But even at that, you're right. I don't even want there to be, oh, the option is build more hospitals. No, no, we don't want people to be sick. But, and again, I'm not saying that um, us, the manufacturing, in my head, it's not tied into, oh, we bring manufacturing here so we don't get sick. It's not that far-fetched. It's more... Why not avoid taking future chances with our economy and our people's goods? And also jobs-wise, um, it's getting, you, you, I was thinking about this, you know how a lot of people are losing their jobs now because of yeah. coronavirus. Okay, well, um, the other problem that we face is automation. A lot yeah. of jobs, like even when I was at the grocery store, so I go to the grocery, get grocery stores, now my metro that I go to has like six, six or eight of those auto che- checkouts. And there's one person monitoring them, let's say, right? So that's six, seven jobs that are gone. Uh, and that's now, that's in its infancy. They're, they give you the option where you could get a thing where you walk in and you scan all your items as you're putting them in the cart. And then when you get out, you don't need to scan them again. You just pay with your credit card. They're all already scanned for you. So yeah. that's going to eliminate baggers, everything, because you come in with your own bags and do that, Right. So slowly, slowly, we're moving to a place where a lot of these people, and by these people, I just mean anyone in a field that's getting automated, yeah. have to find a new job, a new field to get into, right? New expertise to learn you don't know. So if all our manufacturing, all the stuff that we need, 
all the stuff that we use every day isn't even made here. What is everyone going to do? What useful jobs are going to be out there since we're automating everything? You know, yeah. it's fucking scary because yeah. people are like, oh, well, it's, it's cheaper and, and it will make more profits. But the thing is, uh, we're going to get to a point where you can't even sell your fucking products because no one's working to make money to buy these products. And then that's where the theory comes in of people saying like uh, in the States, like Andrew Yang and, you know, a, ba a universal basic income. Yeah. Give people fake money so that they could stimulate it. They could just buy stuff. But think about a society where you don't really work. 90% of it is automated. Some yeah. people work, but most don't. And they just yeah. collect credits. And what, what that's, that's a weird, we start becoming inhuman after that. We're going to, it's going to be a weird fucking society. Yeah. And, and you're, you do everything you're saying is kind of scary. It just, it just brings, you know, flashbacks of watching Terminator. It's like, it's kind of like the machines are taking over and, and we're become useless as humans. And, and the, the, the truth is that all those things are very scary, but you can, you can view them as, as something that's negative. Like they're, they're making, they're making people like they're, they're taking people's jobs or you can also view it in like, I mean, I'm, I'm split in between, right? Like you should have a middle ground of like good things in terms of technology and like, you still keep the dummies employed doing things that are, you know, normal, but you can also I'm provide. I'm in the middle. Cause I do want innovation, obviously. Yeah. I you, don't want people to starve for it. Yeah. And that's, and that's where, that's where like you need to understand, like, you can't you for if the profit if profit margins are so important to you that you want to cut costs and you want to and you want to uh automate every job like metro has so many ch self-checking you no know, checkout uh machines now because they are saving a, so much money on on the on the people at the counters right but it, all that stuff yeah. yeah but instead of you know instead of giving those jobs away like it would like just eliminating the jobs why don't you hire the people that were like doing the bags and doing all that stuff to do something else for your company. So you're always moving forward. Well, I'm with you on that, but there's going to be a maximum limit of jobs available at a company, which is understandable. Yeah. But then if, if every company manufactures a way, you're reducing the amount of options someone could have. I right? agree with you. Yeah. And at least back in the day, you'd be like, you know what? I'll go to a factory. I'll work. Cause now I'm thinking, I always think worst case scenario cause I'm crazy. So uh, <laughs> I was thinking, imagine comedy, podcasting, everything ends now. Podcasting, the government gets too many, uh, too much power and they yeah. stop. You know, like Trudeau's like, I don't want this fucking Greek guy talking shit about me anymore. No more podcasting. Uh, stand up, you're not allowed to be with uh, a lot of people in a room. You can't do stand up comedy legally either anymore. So then I got to find new work, right? Uh, I yeah. can either go back to what I used to do, get back into video games, into like uh, mobile apps and stuff like that. Yeah. Or if I want to do this with my hands, that would be basically like maybe like a plumber or something like that. That would be my options. Cause everything else is dying out. What else am I going to do? I can't go out of factory. Yeah. No. They yeah. stop making cars. They're, they said they're going to, we're going to have like three cars in their lineup in the next couple of years. They're, they're reducing their whole fleet. Uh, yeah. So, so, the, so the, the thing is that, it, yeah, it, dude, everything you're saying, like I, 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 I always have all those thoughts in my head every day. And the, 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 the interesting thing is, is scary at the same time amazon has taken over the us i don't know how it is in canada but amazon you can literally order anything and it will be delivered to you within minutes like it's it's well not minutes that's exaggerated but if you're like a prime prime person like there's not just prime it's like super prime like you know super prime. I, I got prime here i, I can order 
Yeah, but it's like it's like next level prime, but like you order something and they give it to you in like six hours. Well, we're doing like all those link showed up in a day. So I was able to connect it. <laughs> there you go. So Amazon has given like if you look at the I don't know how to even get the numbers, but like the employ people Amazon has given so many jobs to the u.s economy and the u.s uh, the u.s market that if you see the jobs created by amazon compared to any other job that you've lost on like other industries amazon has like i'm gonna throw a number i don't know if this is true or accurate but i wouldn't be surprised if people have started working at amazon and they were making more money than they were making at the job they were doing before like the delivery guy that that drives the truck for the Amazon Prime, Prime, Super Prime, he's probably making six figures in New York. I could believe that. I, I could see that. And you know what? Th there's a prime example of what I was telling you before. You could, especially if you're, if you're moving product, you could pay people a lot, still make a shit ton of money, and not have fucking drones from China deliver. It's actual people here. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, man. I, I, there's got to be a balance. we got to have a balance in, in the way we're going because this is just like a reality check for everybody like think of how many people are going insane at home right now because they have no so many podcasts out me and mike because we know we, we had a discussion about this we we're going to have another two drink minimum this week normally it's one a week we're gonna yeah. have another one on friday like at 4 p.m go live again just because people are like you know we're trying to think like what can we do as comedians you know how it is you're on stage you have that moment where you know you're relieving everyone's stress for a bit when everyone's laughing and yeah, you're that happy. You're all in that beautiful moment together, and it's, yeah. that power is kind of lost now. But at the same time, we can still entertain people through this. So I was like, "Yo, let's just give people shit to listen to and, and do, and you know, exercise their mind a bit. Just think about other stuff than just their fucking four walls. Because there's only so much Netflix, only so many video games that you could play as a human. You still want to interact. You still want to hear other people talk. We're humans. Yeah." You know, so it's fucking crazy, but that's the best we can do right now because I don't know when live shows are going to be a thing again, like being there physically. So this is, we're doing the best we can with what we have available. You're doing everything right, man. I, I really like, I, I'm one of You're on Patreon. Page, and I, yeah, I'm on Patreon, but I've never, like, I have a bunch of like downloads on my free lip sync page, yeah. but, and I granted, I've only done one episode after I was on Patreon, but because this whole thing started to happen and I just got too busy just moving and not having like a kind of like a, a base to do things. Um, Cause normally at home I have like two screens. I got everything. Like I can do way more at home here. I don't have proper internet. I don't have the a two plant. screens. I don't have the yeah, that's a fucking badass plant behind you. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> that's all I got. That's my best friend. Um, so I stopped, but Patreon, like I see, and it's so cool. Just like you're so consistent with your content. And it's really good content. Like you, you put out like several pieces every week. And even though I can't keep up with all the things that you're doing, like it makes me go like, oh man, like he's doing it right. Pantelis knows exactly what he's doing. And like, it makes me like, it makes me kind of like happy to see someone that, that's like moving forward, you know, cause it's, I've seen a lot of comics complain and just be at home drinking. Yeah. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. And, and, and they're like, fuck, I've been wasted for the past three days. But then I see comics like you, that you might be drinking too, but you're, you're doing exponentially more work than anyone I know. I'm and that's sober. what I think that helps. 
Yes. Yeah, drinking makes you go a little crazy. But but I see that your work ethic is remarkable. I was going to ask you, what happened to the Bell Center thing with Mike, the Susakudan? Yeah, so we don't know yet. I mean, that's still, tickets are still on sale. Obviously, they slowed down because people are scared to buy tickets now. Uh, yeah. We don't know what the announcements are. It's still a little early, they're saying, for July. Yeah. Now, worst case scenario, it gets postponed by a year. Yeah. It would have to be the next July, which... It's not the end of the world. I mean, it would kind of suck because we had plans and, and we're supposed to do a two-drink minimum at the Olympic Stadium also. So it would have been one day at the Bell Center and then at the Olympic Stadium. Uh, oh, man. Which would have been insane because there's a room on – you know where that tail is at the Olympic Stadium? Yes. There's a room there, 200-seater up there, and you could see the whole city. We're going to do two-drink minimum there. So it's going to be Suze Good at the Bell Center and then two-drink minimum at the Olympic Stadium. It would have been just a fun gimmick for us during the festival. Yeah. Uh, so we had a lot of plans. We, we have a lot of plans. Plus, my tour was ongoing now. Um, and I started doing it in French too. So I was just setting up to do like a lot of big French stuff over the summer. And I want to finally record my hour in English, get yeah. it recorded, me put it up and then focus on something new. But everything's kind of uh, got torpedoed now. <laughs> That's why I'm, I'm like, what the fuck do I do? I'll produce more content as much as I can now. And then when people start coming out of their shells, like I could team up with my buddy Phil Poseidon and then actually film sketches or something, put those online still yeah. get stuff out and hope for the best in terms of my shows, but I can't see live shows happening for a while. People are nervous. What do you think is going to happen to just for laughs? Cause we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're like, we don't, we don't, they haven't said anything, but it's, it's looking pretty, pretty tough to have it. Right now, It'll be difficult. So let's say everything, let's say everything moves forward. And in June, they say gatherings are fine in Montreal. I mean, just for laughs is international people flying from everywhere. So yeah. are you waiting for something? I don't know. It's, it's fucking crazy. And then let's say they don't, the whole festival would have to be canceled. Just for last would actually miss a year. Yeah. So unless you postpone it to the winter, but the, part of the, the, the just for last is the outside. The, so I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea what they're thinking. I know that they have to wait though. They must wait till the government cancels it because or else if they cancel it themselves, I think they're going to get fucked because they can't get insurance money. But I think if yeah. the government, declares a crisis and they have to cancel it then at least they won't lose money you're right you're right so but what do you do do you postpone it because then you have the toronto festival that's supposed to happen in the fall yeah so but but yeah maybe 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 they'll postpone it and just do big shows inside and none of the outdoor shows or they'll do some outdoor snow shit who knows it's, it, it's, it's crazy it's unprecedented yeah because I'm, I'm, I asked that question to Sammy because, you know, like, you know, all his shows, he's doing shows in Quebec, but he's saying, like, I'm not going to be back until, like, probably May. And the, the thing about Just for Laughs is that think of, like, the NBA, like, every prof professional sport, you know, NBA, baseball, soccer, like, everything's canceled. Yeah. Like, there is no Premier League. There is no, you know, there's nothing. And it's canceled for the, for the next, for the foreseeable future. Like, Just for Laughs, it's literally within that category of international event. The Olympics in, in Tokyo just got moved to 2021. Yeah. It's inevitable that they're going to have to move the year, the European Championship of Soccer, the Euro 2020 is going to be yeah. 2021. <laughs> Everything got shifted. Yeah. So, so it's very likely that JFL will be either shifted for later this year or just there's, there won't be one in 2020. And, you know, 2021 is going to be, you know, it's like 2020 was just a lost year. 
Oh, you know, you know what's weird about that is I feel so already I miss stand up. Yeah. I'm scared about being rusty. I'm practicing speech at least because I'm doing so many podcasts, but just stand up is different and I miss it's it. It's very different, man. What about it's you? Have you spoken to your, your friends in New York? How, like, um, what's Dude, the- every, per, every person I've spoken to in New York, every comic is extremely anxious and every, everyone's uncertain on how to, to, to move forward. And, and, and that's basically because they don't know what they're going to do if they're going to stay in New York. Like there's a lot of people like Carmen Lynch, for instance, like she might leave. She, but she's like, she's not in New York right now. Cause and she's also like not certain of when this is going to come back. Right. So she, she, she left New York for the time being. And there's only a few of the, the people that you know that big comics that are in new york trying to do things um but but if the comedy seller and new york comedy club and the stand and and they're all like you know new york comedy club it's they're not having any shows for the next three months i'm friends with everybody there they're not getting paid the the club they have to pay rent yeah my show we're supposed to be there may 1st two shows that's not that doesn't look like it's gonna happen even if it happens it's gonna be hard to get people to go to the show yeah. See what I'm saying? Like, it's not just like that's what things like. It's not just like the government saying you can't do this. It's more like now it's psychological. How do people feel about going to a comedy show where there will be a gathering of people? There's a risk. So there's a risk, and and even if things are as you said, we get back to normal. I think that for for stand up, it's just going to be is going to be a lot of just empty shows. Like maybe like a show with ten people is like every show is going to feel like an open mic. Well, with that bleakness, <laughs> with that sadness, I have all your stuff in the uh, in the description. Uh, but where are they going to find you? Where do you want to direct people? So basically, right now, you definitely. I, I want everybody to go um, subscribe to the the quarantine podcast. Okay. So it's quarantine podcast um, on YouTube. I'm going to add that to the description too. Just a link. Thank you, dude. Yeah. So we're doing that. Uh, you know, a couple times a week. It's. Uh, it's uh, Ali Mohammadi, Sid Kular, and Sugar Sammy. We get together a couple times a week. We just like talk about like what's going on, daily events. We try to just do some jokes so that we're not totally out of the stand-up game, and we're um, we're you know keeping it. We're trying to stay relevant. Um, so that's a hundred percent. Like if you listen to this podcast, go to the Quarantine Podcast and subscribe. Um, I also. Oh, my man. Thank you. Let me see. Oh, yeah. You subscribe. Thank you, brother. Um, and um, I also have another podcast called What's Going On. Yeah, I've been on that. It's a good fucking podcast. And you were one of the early people a couple of years ago now. Um, and I've, I've done over 100 episodes. And um, I'm, I'm trying to now figure out like how to do that, the, the podcast. Like maybe I'll just do it on Zoom and I'll record the audio and put it up. But... Uh, I'm on uh, what's going on. You can find it on iTunes, I, SoundCloud, all the different platforms. And yeah, those two podcasts. If, if you um, if you want to hear my thoughts on this, you know, go on that. There's not going to be any shows coming up anytime soon, so <laughs> don't worry about it. But yeah, that's it, man. That's it. SantiEspinosa.com is where you're going to go. You're going to get all the links to Santi's um, social media. And normally he's not this bleak. Normally Sandy's one of the happiest go lucky dudes I know. But imagine. 
Imagine <laughs> in quarantine with your in-laws. You didn't plan to do it. He's got the cats with him. It's fucking crazy. All right. He's as positive as someone could be in that goddamn situation. So um, thank you for that. And Santi, as soon as all this shit blows over, or at least when you're ready, you're going to come to the real studio. We're going to have a real fucking podcast, like real human beings. Because a lot of people are starting their podcast now like this. So they think like, oh, this is great. This is nah, nah, nah. For me, all right, peasants. This is what you think a podcast. <laughs> I got a state-of-the-art studio that I built, right? So that's where the podcast can take place. These are just quarantine. These are just to keep people from going crazy. Right, oh, dude. Second is built over. You come in the studio. You're going to get the star treatment where Poseidon comes in, gives you coffee, <laughs> water. You know? That, that's the podcast. Oh, brother. I can't wait for that, man. I really appreciate you having me, man. And um, this is definitely the highlight of my week, man. <laughs> Thank you for fucking joining, dude. This was, a, this was a goddamn pleasure. And hopefully you get some subs on the quarantine podcast. I think you guys are all funny motherfuckers. And, thank you, bro. Uh, thank you. And thanks, everyone who watched this. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.